Before we begin this episode, we're incredibly excited to say that this episode is sponsored by Blake Everly Co. Blake Everly Co. Actually, it's kind of a weird merger. This shop owner makes girls' clothing from newborn to 5T, and she's actually got some spooky stuff. So we thought parents, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, friends of little spawns spawns. would actually get a kick out of this stuff and be able to find some really cool, spooky Halloween, unconventional stuff for their children. Yeah, definitely. She showed us some mock-ups of her clothing, and it's great, and some fabric choices that you guys can choose. And I personally, if I had little kids, there's a shining piece that I am so down for. Yeah, she showed us that she had fabric from The Shining, The Exorcist. She also has, just like in general, Halloween-themed, spooky-themed fabric that you can choose from at a really affordable price. So we really are grateful to her for sponsoring us and we would also like you to check out her shop we do have a code which you guys can use for 10 percent off and it is t-e-p so just for the exorcisters podcast t-e-p-10 yep so blake everly co is on etsy it is b-l-a-k-e E-V-E-R-L-Y-C-O, all one word, no spaces. So again, thank you to Jessica at Blake Everly Co. for being our very first sponsor. Yes, thank you so much. And we hope you enjoy our episode. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy for the first time of week of Halloween. Yes! It's happening. It's this week. So happy Monday. I know that Monday is our normal release date, but Mm -hmm. guess what, you guys? You are in for a whole week of us. Yes. All the way until Friday. Yes. So that means Monday you get an episode, Tuesday you get an episode, Wednesday you get an episode. Thursday, you get an episode, and Friday's my birthday, so you yes. also get an episode. So you get a bonus one for a birthday. <laughs> yep. So we will always do the week of Halloween, but then my birthday's the day after, as you probably know, because I've said before, but we are going to pick movies that we really want to do for our birthdays. Yep. So you'll get a Monday through Friday, or, and it's been a lot. It has been, but it's been fun. Yeah. Yes, it has been a lot of fun. And we're going to say this a million times throughout this week. Favorite fucking time of year. It's Mm -hmm. fall. It's gorgeous. It's Mm -hmm. nice and cool. And the leaves are pretty and the smells are amazing. Oh my God, the smells. Yes. The Bath and Body Works is just. mm, Yes. 
my shit. <laughs> Spirit opened in August. We've already been there. Yes. I don't even know how many times. So if you're home, turn the lights down. Burn a candle. Because, oh, my yes. God. Let's take a bath. Burn yes. a candle. Open a window. Oh, my God. So welcome, finally, <laughs> to episode 44. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing the 1980 Stanley Kubrick masterpiece yes. the shining yes of course based on the stephen king novel of the same name right so we've talked about the shining a lot recently and the hotel mm-hmm. and this the stanley the yes. overlook stephen we got to king. stay there yes if we, you guys want to listen yes uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> so we actually stayed there earlier this month at the stanley and estes park colorado and that is what inspired stephen king to write this because he stayed mm-hmm. in room 217 at the stanley hotel and we fucking stayed in room 217 <laughs> which just being where Stephen King... They still have the fucking desk he sat at to mm-hmm. write down the idea for The Shining. It was surreal. <laughs> Just being in a space that I know he was, mm-hmm. that inspired the novel, that inspired this classic... Yeah. ...is mind-blowing that I even got to breathe the same air. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, different air now. But you know what I mean. Like, in the <laughs> same space. Also had a clawfoot tub, which... I've never had a bath in a clawfoot tub. It's like a big dream. So. Wasn't amazing. Yes. <laughs> I didn't do it for very long because that's fucking rude. But, you know. <laughs> so, this movie, I, if you haven't seen this movie, Please I don't go. know where you've been. Yeah, exactly. Because Dr. Sleep comes out next month. Like, soon. Yeah. Like, like, next week. Or the week after. Yeah, I think it's a couple the weeks. The 8th or something. Yeah. Fifth or eighth. And so now we get the sequel. And actually, Dr. Sleep, the novel just came out. Not, it hasn't been out for very long. It's not like The Shining that was written in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep was written in the last in decade. In the 2010s. Yeah. yeah I think there. 20, like 11 or something mm-hmm. like that. So it is the sequel to The Shining. So get on it if you haven't seen it. I can't. There will be spoilers. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. That's 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 <laughs> what we do. So this movie's really long, and you do have mm-hmm. to kind of be... It's kind of like Lord of the Rings. You kind of have to be, like, ready. In that mindset, mm-hmm. yeah. And I am not always ready to watch The Shining, but if I literally don't have anything else to do, especially in the fall... Yes. Um, I'll put on The Fucking days. Shining. Yes. And I didn't get that in Texas. The cold, yeah, snowy days. I bet. But we got the cold. Like, so, since I live in Texas and I couldn't do a lot of the snow like I do here... Mm-hmm. But even now, it's not, like, snowy time yet. Mm-hmm. Just gray, cold days. Yeah. That's, like, my Overcast. jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I would watch this movie. And I watched it with my friend Ashley, who actually stayed with us. She flew yeah. out here from Thank Texas you. to go to the Stanley with us because this was something that her and I watched together. And I watched this with a couple friends, but her and I just really... We watched this a couple times together, even mm-hmm. how starting at... A very young age, like in middle school, around the time we saw The Exorcist together. (laughs) This was much less traumatizing. And at the same time, though, as much as I do love this movie, it does sometimes feel to me, maybe it's the filming style, because Stanley Kubrick's shots are incredibly gorgeous. I mean, there were, I made notes of certain shots that I hadn't really noticed before Mm -hmm. now that I'm paying attention to cinematography and artistic things like that in films. 
man, some incredible stuff. But there was also, it's, you know, was made in 1980. And -hmm. sometimes it didn't flow very well for me. So as I've gotten older and watched this, it made more sense. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. It didn't make a ton of sense when I was a kid. Some of it didn't. Yeah. I understood that he was, like, losing his mind and there were these, like, supernatural forces playing into it. Especially as a kid. I mean, there's so much of the alcoholism and stuff you probably don't really understand. Exactly. And also the weird, I still don't necessarily even, like, understand this, so enlighten me. When she sees, like, the blowjob scene. Uh, So, (laughs) in the book, this is the only thing that I could think it would reference. In the book, there is a party scene. So, when he's seeing the ghost and he's seeing back in time, he's seeing a party scene where there's, like, this rich hoity-toity dude who's gay, and he's got, like, this lover who's dressed up as a bear. And I think that's just them trying that's to I'm show sh- that scene. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because, yeah. yeah, he's a fucking bear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With his little butt flap open. <laughs> <laughs> well, easy access. <laughs> I guess. Butt flaps. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. But there were, you know, there's just a few elements and themes that it's hard to really totally grasp as a young kid. Like, or mm-hmm. a preteen, if you will. And another thing was, you know, Tony. What is Tony? What is The Shining? And I think that Dr. Sleep will go into that, too, because you get some backstory about different types of people. Because you only get Danny and Dick, the Mm -hmm. man that, like, telepathically talks to him. Who, like, explains that this is The Shining. So, yeah, you've got all of these elements. Like, Danny is already some sort of, like, supernatural or gifted, if you will. Right. Which, by the way, anybody who's curious, a lot of Stephen King's books cross over sometimes, and Dick Halloran is actually an it as well. It is the uh, cook that saves them out the back door because he's got the shine. Fuck, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking A, dude. Okay. So, and, and there are just a lot of elements in this. Like you said, there's the alcoholism and there's the abuse from Jack. Yeah. And you also have Danny, who is gifted. He's got some sort of, like, telepathy, right. stuff like that. And you also have them going to this hotel to watch over it for, like, five months. Right. Something that I actually never noticed, I didn't get this from the book, because I have read the book as well, you guys. I, I continue to try to keep up with that with each of our movies that has a book. I, didn't I get do it, not. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't get it with the book, but actually Connor was really into The Shining, and he has read it as well. And he asked me, he's like, so did you realize that Jack actually has The Shine as well? never fucking put that together that's why he can see and talk to these ghosts like yes wendy sees it when the ghosts really start amping up she sees it for like a brief second but she doesn't see them she doesn't talk to them but jack does the whole fucking time you know that makes a lot more sense because like i was saying you've got you've got this hotel that has this horrible dark history Mm -hmm. so i kind of just thought Danny having the shine and Jack being influenced by these forces was just the hotel working on him. Mm -hmm. But also Danny and this cook have this shine just coincidentally. So yes, that helps make it make sense more. It's more Jack and Danny are opening up this hotel. It's like really making it vibrant because of them. They're feeding off of them. That makes 100% more sense. Me too. I was like, didn't even fucking put that together. Thank you. Because if I hadn't, it was kind of like... All of these things just happen to be happening at the same time. Yes, You've got this exactly. random supernatural kid who is just knowing what's going on. That's why mm-hmm. he's like, red rum, like warning his mom, right. like fucking murder is about to happen. It's mm-hmm. going to be us. Yeah. You know, and that he can see these two girls and all of this stuff. So poor, poor Wendy. <laughs> 
Yeah. And poor Shelley Duvall, honestly. Yeah. Both of them. So, side story, and I'm sorry, this might embarrass him, but maybe not. So, our friend Ryan, who actually we only met through this podcast because mm-hmm. he reached out to us, his very first crush as a child was Shelly Duvall. Aw, that's adorable. Yeah. Ryan, we love you. But they fucked her up in this movie. Ooh, like, n- I mean, seriously I fucked mean, her up. We talk a lot about it in our women horror episode. But yeah, the stuff, Stanley Kubrick really mind fucked her. Like, he would tell even the cast members to treat her a certain way or not treat her a certain way. Mm-hmm. So that she would become this introverted little shell of a woman. Because that's the character he needed. He was actually very impressed by her acting. Oh, uh, yeah. But he did fuck with her bad. To get that. And it fucked with her for the rest of her life. Yes. Maybe not this in its entirety, but I can't yeah. imagine this contributed a great deal. I mean, he got the great performance he wanted, but damn. At the cost of her fucking mm-hmm. sanity. Well, you know, Alfred Hitchcock did some same shit, man. Dude, All right. these great filmmakers are fucking assholes. Yeah. There's a point also where Wendy comments that he has only, he's been sober for five months. This is before they even get to the hotel. She tells, like, the doctor that comes to see Danny, he's been sober for five months, and she's, like, saying this is a great thing. That's nothing. Five months is nothing. I'm sorry. Maybe a year and be proud of him. Yeah, I mean, I think that sobriety is one of those things where, like, a day is good progress. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't, at five months, go and be isolated with my husband alone. Yes, exactly. Because I think that five months is something... I think that two weeks a day is something to be celebrated with sobriety. But maybe not to be isolated with... Yes. Because he's not nice to her, even when he's nice to her. No, even when he's sober. Like, they're in the car driving up, and he is just, like, on edge. Like, he just wants to fucking yell at her. Mm -hmm. You can just see it. And she's just trying to... Yeah. Oh, the air feels different up here. We must be trying to have some this, conversation with him. Yeah, this was actually filmed in Oregon. I've actually been to the Stanley and the filming location for The Shining. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of like... Well, the outside of the... Because the right. inside was actually filmed in the UK. Right. But I've been to like where they shoot the outside with that mm-hmm. big sprawling hotel and the mountain behind it. Mm-hmm. That's an organ. Mm-hmm. So we've been, I've been there. And so I've seen that and also been to the Stanley and she's talking about because it's set in Colorado Mm -hmm. and even in the Oregon location as well they're at a high altitude Mm -hmm. and so she's talking about oh the air feels different up here and he's just like yep you dumb bitch Mm -hmm. you know like stop fucking talking exactly he calls her like something horrible like a sperm dumpster or something I I commented on that too to myself yeah when uh, he starts drinking again he calls her a sperm bank upstairs that's fucking disgusting Mm -hmm. and I'm pissed about it yeah well I think it's one of those terms that has been used a lot unfortunately talking about people's wives like amongst men if you know what i mean that's fucking disgusting because that's not the first time i've heard that you know that's really just on a woman tangent for a second i would be so upset there are things that i have heard from men like my dumb wife and shit like that if connor ever talked about me like that i would be so heartbroken yeah, to same. find that out. That's horrible. Patients say it about their wives sometimes. Why are you with them if you have absolutely no respect to say something like that, obviously? Mm-hmm. Yep. I would never say anything like that about him. Mm-mm. And I've heard wives say the same thing. Oh, he's so stupid. Useless. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, and especially because he does start drinking again. And fucking Jack Nicholson's performance... All the performances in this. Even mm-hmm. Danny's. Jack Nicholson so got good. so... Actually, and Shelley Duvall, they were so fucking pissed at Kubrick because he took, like, 
so much of it on himself. He's like, oh, this is my masterpiece. And fucking Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall were like, fuck, no, it's not. We did that shit, too. And they should be pissed. Right. You gave us a direction. But, I mean, you... I, I... Watching this again after seeing it so many times and watching it specifically for the podcast, I was really noticing some very nuancey things. And yes, some of it was Kubrick. There's a scene of like the maze and mm-hmm. like on screen and it just looks so sharp yeah. and neat. And there's a couple of those aesthetic shots that really do a lot mm-hmm. for the beauty of the movie. But if you just watch Jack Nicholson's face mm-hmm. and voice and the way he's walking when he gets injured. I mean, how hard mm-hmm. is it to fake that? Yeah. I can't imagine. And run. Like, it was insane. Yeah. So, in order to keep him agitated like that, like, not his leg and stuff, but, like, his Just, creepy yeah. faces and shit, to keep him agitated, he was only fed cheese sandwiches, which I guess he fucking hates. That's all he was fed the whole fucking time. So, it just pissed him off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Poor guy. Again, I've said this before. I know some people think actors have an easy fucking job. They fucking don't. No. And especially with Kubrick. He had so many people doing like 40, 50, 60, 100 takes on some of these scenes. The to get The staircase one. scene in particular where Shelley Duvall is holding the bat. Didn't they do that a fuck ton of times? He said it... Okay, so there's a little confusion about that. Kubrick has said, and I personally think this is just to say, oh, look at me. He has said it was like a hundred and some takes. But I think it was like the key grip and the cameraman both said that, no, it was a lot, but it was only like 47. That's still so It's still a lot, but I feel like he's just trying to up those numbers. They're like, look at me. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. I'm not saying he's not a master, because he is, but also, we've talked about it before, they have huge egos, so. Yeah. And I think saying, oh, I made her do it a hundred something times is like, because it was never good enough for me. Exactly. Well, it's also, I mean, it's also kind of biblical. We always get the 40 days and 40 nights and things like that. It just means a lot. So he's probably like, I did it a hundred times. You know, like when we say it's like a billion degrees out here. It's not a billion degrees. It's It's like 97. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And also the, something that I just loved watching this again that I noticed, but not really when Danny is riding his little tricycle wheelie type thing. The sound? Yes. Mm -hmm. The contrast between being on the carpet and then being on the hardwood floor and then being on the carpet. Mm -hmm. It never came off to me as so incredibly deliberate until I watched it this time. Or as annoying. Like, it's more to keep you tense. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. What's going on? Yes. And I was like, there's, that's not just because that's how the rugs were set up on the right. floor like that's not how any of this movie is mm-hmm. everything has a place in He's every so place. deliberate yes exactly and that's why this movie i'm just i'm not scared about dr sleep because it's a completely different movie i just don't want any of the new information i get to ruin anything for the shining for me okay really quick on that then mm-hmm. and sorry about the spoiler if anybody wants to read the book i don't know so dick at Halloran actually doesn't die in the book mm. so i don't I mean, they're going to, it sounds to me like they're going to follow the movie pretty closely, but I don't know how they would do that in Dr. Sleep because he, he is alive for actually the first like chapter or two and then he dies of old age, but he doesn't die at the Stanley. So maybe, um, at the hotel he, I mean, you don't, you just assume he's dead. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's fucking dead. Well, she leaves him there. (laughs) 
Yeah, she fucking lays in there, and he got now. axed in the, fi- yeah. in the fucking chest. He uh, didn't in the book. He just got a croquet mallet to him. Like, it knocked him the oh, fuck out. Oh, it knocked out. him out. But... I mean, it's so sad, too, because the Overlook is this gorgeous, like, mm-hmm. presidents and mm-hmm. all the world's elite who stayed here, and then it doesn't even run for five months. Just, mm-hmm. was that... I guess my question is, for the story to have been even possible, that had to have been a fairly normal occurrence. Uh, in some part of the world. For them to do that with hotels? Yeah. They they still do. There's actually one in Glacier National Park where I read up on this couple went up there to be the innkeepers for the winter because the winters were so bad. I mean, fucking Montana. Yeah, yeah bad right, yeah. That they got snowed in and the snowdrifts were, like, up to the second story or some shit. Oh, and they just I stayed see. there to keep it running. So they definitely still do this. Okay. Well, then that I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that just seems like a lot of off-season for a hotel to not make money. But mm-hmm. Well, you've comments not, on that, too. Yeah. That they could make money in skiing, but it's so hard to keep it open. Yeah. And I don't... Would you do it? Would I go up there? For five months? And <laughs> know that you can't leave? I mean, you could with Am a snow cap. Am I allowed cap, to but... have my internet and my TV? I mean, they and had books. They had TV and books. They just didn't have the internet at at that time. Right for, you know, everybody. So books and my sewing, and I think I'm good. I'd, I'd chill up there. I, I would too. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not if it was wanted. Sure. Honestly, but... I've been trying to write a book for years, and I would probably take a leaf out of his book. <laughs> out of his book. I'll work in a play, make Kristen a dull, dull yeah, boy, just like that. <laughs> and uh, I would probably work on my book. Yeah, I also would like to do that one day, and it would be a good getaway. Because, like, when you get home from work, you don't want to fucking do shit. Mm-hmm, you don't exactly. want to put that much creative energy into something. You just want to lay there and watch a movie. Exactly. Or do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing that really struck me with this movie is just the the way that they brought in the supernatural elements, I guess. The girls don't do shit, and they are, like, the most iconic yep. part of this movie. Like, yes, he sees them. They're in, like, two scenes. Exactly. And all they say is, come play with us, Danny. Come exactly. play with us. That's it. And then you see them dead in the hallway. And I love the flashing of blood. Mm-hmm. It's not in your face until it is. Mm-hmm. But just, like, the quick, like, they're dead in the hallway, and there's blood seeping through mm-hmm. the doors. And the woman in the room, I... So... She's fucking scary. Disturbed me when I was yeah. a child. Well, I wasn't a child child. I was a preteen to, t- yeah. to like young teenager. Really disturbing as a kid. She's fucking scary. That's slow. She's peeking behind the curtain. That's fucking scary. And then she f- is fucking rotting? Yes. Also, at that age, I had never seen a bush. <laughs> <laughs> it just destroyed you. It just destroyed me. And also, I just, uh, first of all, seeing nudity in a horror movie was new to me <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. But then she turns into this, like, decrepit rotting corpse. I'm like, laughing at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And it, like, literally blew my mind when you said that Jack had the shine. Maybe I'm a fucking idiot. Maybe everybody knew that. I don't, well, maybe I'm an idiot, too. I don't I think so. I didn't know that. I had no fucking clue I just thought he Connor was coming that. unhinged because, like I said, all these supernatural forces were at work. Like, the bartender, you just think he's losing his mind mm-hmm. because of the isolation and yeah. because of whatever other problems he They're has. They're fucking with him. Yeah. They are causing him to lose his mind. Yeah. But That's I, why he drinks. Even, God, I'm sorry, you guys, spoiler, 
Danny drinks in Doctor Sleep to get rid of the shine. Same oh, I'm sure. Thing. Yeah, and that makes so much sense. Why they go into, well, you know, his drinking problem, and he dislocated Danny's shoulder, and all of this stuff, and also. I have to mention, I get so, this is so cliched. They're like, yeah, the hotel was built on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> okay, so everything is yeah, built on everything. it, including The Shining. But I never really noticed that until this time around. Also, most tribes, especially in Colorado, would have been Plains Tribes Indian, and they don't bury their dead. They leave them up on pyres. So, yep. The more you know. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know if you know, I know this is kind of like a side story. We did talk about this in the episode that we stayed at the Stanley because we talked about, like, Stephen King and Mm -hmm. what happened. But just briefly, the Stanley Hotel is known to be haunted. So, Mm -hmm. we've had the the happy hour, too. So, we go into that. But it's known to be haunted. And he had such a horrific nightmare. Yes. About his son dying. About his son dying. And it brought this whole shining universe on right and it's i to be creative enough to have a nightmare and write a book like pinky thick mm-hmm. is really cool mm-hmm. definitely but i'd also you know know things about the stanley like for example jim carrey they filmed dumb and dumber at the stanley mm-hmm. i did find that one out yeah he wouldn't go in really yes he would because of the hauntings in the Stanley Hotel, yeah, he would only go in to shoot his scenes at the party, and then he would walk out the front door and stay on the lawn. He would not Holy go in. Holy shit. He was terrified. Yeah. There's actually a show called Haunted History, and they talk about Haunted Colorado, by the way. If anyone wants to watch it, it's great, and I actually found it on YouTube. It's not a great copy, but at least you can see it, and it's got a lot of history about Manitou, which is why I love it, but they talk mm-hmm. about The Shining as well. They even talk about the guy who's started the stanley who created it how he still haunts that place and his wife mm-hmm. so. if you're ever in colorado it's really expensive to stay there but you can do the haunted tour for pretty cheap yep. per person so and you should because i've done it and it's awesome yep or if you want to learn more about it at least in our other haunted happy hour go listen to it yes we have the stanley haunted happy hours and so you should check that out <laughs> Something else that really when this turns into a horror movie for me mm-hmm. is when Wendy finds out that he's written a stack of pages that all say the same thing in different styles right. or like paragraph forms. Mm-hmm. And it says, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Right. Dull, dull boy. Which Stanley Kubrick actually had his secretary make like that stack. Each one of those pages had it written. She did that for ever it also said different things in different languages like there's different it's not that phrase even in like french and spanish Mm, and stuff and he had his secretary type all of them i hope she got paid a lot the the this is really when it turned into a horror movie for me though because this is really when i felt tense because you know that jack is gonna come up behind Mm -hmm. her and this she has started to realize because he's been like really fucking mean to her Mm -hmm. when he's been writing she is like i'll bring you a sandwich and he's like can you fuck off Mm -hmm. basically is what he implies Mm -hmm. well kind of says and you see him coming up behind her and you know because he's been talking to these fucking ghosts and these ghosts have been like they're driving him insane kill her Mm -hmm. kill them correct them Mm -hmm. correct them sir i corrected them Mm -hmm. so you know that he's coming up behind her and this like from here until the end it is very boom 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 Mm -hmm. boom 
violent, 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 violence, running, 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 you know, and Wendy and Danny are both pretty smart. And I think that Danny, part of that is Tony or, mm-hmm. you know, the shine, his mm-hmm. little imaginary, but not imaginary friend. Which, so, by the way, yeah. Tony, his middle name is Anthony. It's Daniel Anthony Torrance. So that's where uh, Tony comes from. Oh, God. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Wendy takes a bat because Danny has also been assaulted by this woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like, who else is it? Mm-hmm. There's nobody up there with them. Exactly. But she believes when Danny says, oh, there was a woman. Mm-hmm. There was a woman that got me. And so she goes to Jack, but she's fucking smart and she takes a bat. Mm-hmm. Okay, but could you, like, just put yourself in her mind frame for just a second. You think you guys are up there all alone and then you find out there is some crazy woman that's staying in a fucking room. And has been there the whole time. More terrifying than my husband. Thank you, right? (laughs) Honestly, the thought of it. That is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And, of course, Jack is like, I didn't fucking touch him. But she's like, you know, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. He said there was a woman. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. He's a fucking idiot. Like, Mm -hmm. he's fucking lying. There's nobody fucking in there. She's, like, begging to just take Danny to a doctor. And Mm -hmm. he's... Fuck, he can, he's not coming out of this trance that he's yeah. in. He's using his little finger. Mrs. Torrance, mm-hmm. you know. He's not Danny anymore. Tony is there. He, it's, it's like his defense mechanism, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. Without really knowing much about the intricacies of the book and the shine. But, and so she starts swinging this bat and she looks so exhausted. And they're the most pathetic swings until she gets him real good. And he falls down the stairs. Mm-hmm. The question is, did he fall down the stairs or did he have a stunt double? Don't know. I don't know either. No idea. Hmm. I would assume stunt double, but... Maybe he just really went for it. (laughs) I mean, they did do that scene, like, a bunch of fucking times, so I would assume stunt double. I mean, you have to have people rotating in and out, falling downstairs. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe if it's a couple of them, even. Mm -hmm. And what I really like about her is when she realizes things are what they are, Mm -hmm. you know, she goes to sleep later and Danny wakes up, starts screaming, red rum, red rum, and she sees it in the mirror and it says murder. We all have seen that scene. Mm -hmm. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you know red rum is pop culture, you know? And so when it's time for Wendy to get into fucking go mode, she gets into fucking go mode. Mm -hmm. Like, she drags Jacks, knocks him out, drags him into the locking pantry and leaves him there. Mm-hmm. The only way he got out was because there were fucking ghosts. Yep. And are, they're ghosts, right? Yeah, they're ghosts. Okay. And if they hadn't, she would have protected, you know. Let's yeah. just take out the supernatural for a second. If it had just, that had been the case, she would have fucking won. Yeah. Absolutely. And he would have lived. He would have still had food. Yeah. She would have sent... She said she would send someone back. Yeah. She would have done that. Yeah. But the fucking ghosts want that hotel destroyed. That's what they're doing. They're distracting him so that he doesn't take care of the hotel. Right. Because, again, if it is on some sort of Indian burial ground and all these horrible things have happened... Mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen it in Poltergeist. You know? Mm -hmm. Horrible things are going to happen when you fuck with somewhere something is... They even said that while they were building it different tribes attacked because mm-hmm. it was their land. Like, yeah. they had to thwart off several attacks. So, and I never really thought about that, that it wasn't just, like, some weird haunting. They, like, wanted the hotel shut down, so they didn't want it taken care of. Yeah. It's more noticeable in the book. They flat yeah. out are trying to distract him. And Tony is telling Danny, hey, he's gonna forget something. There's something he's gonna forget. There's something he's gonna forget. And it's to take care of the boiler. And he 
the ghosts take him over, take over Jack. And Danny goes, Daddy, there's something you forgot. And he fucking loses his shit and runs down to go get it. But the place explodes. Never reading this book, it sounds like it is a hard movie to, like, translate from book to movie. Well, that's so much Stephen King. Like, everything is so psychological. How do you really portray that on screen? It's Mm -hmm. so difficult. And that's why, personally, I've said it before, I'm not a Stephen King convert. I'm just not. I have such a hard time with his books. I've liked two books so far. Bucking loved Pet Cemetery, and Carrie was great. Carrie was really good. Everything yeah. else, honestly, has been a slog. He mm-hmm. takes so much time to explain stuff that he then gets rid of. And I think the people who make the movies out of his books do an amazing job of cutting it down. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's cool to both read it, even if you didn't like it, and watch the movie because yeah. you get some of these contextual things. Whereas yeah. me, who's only seen the movie, exactly. didn't quite get from the movie. Well, you can get things that are spoken just in someone's head to themselves right. that you can't get on screen. Exactly. You know, you don't get all that internal dialogue, which again is one of the reasons that I, I personally really enjoyed the book It because of all of the other things you get mm-hmm. from their experiences. Yeah. So, Which also, if you want to hear our differing opinions on that book, you can go listen to our It episode because um, it's pretty good. He's my favorite. <laughs> I was so excited. It doesn't hold. I hated the book. I mean, there you go. That's the end. I didn't. She loved it. I hated it. Go listen. Well, we don't disagree often. So. Yeah. It's a so, treat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. So they're trying to break down the hotel. But going back to Wendy, she gets Danny and she's like, okay, mm-hmm. next thing I do need to go do is get to that fucking snow cat. That's right. going to get me because this is like the worst storm Denver's ever seen. Da, 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 all the mountain passes are closed. And in the meantime, Dick Holleran is... He's on his way. He's fucking in Miami. Yes. And Danny and him connect their minds. And Danny's like, hey, bro, mm-hmm. shit's going down up here. I'm not safe. Please help me. He almost kills that dude in the book so many times. <laughs> like, because he kept screaming at him and Dick would be, like, driving a car when he's like, Dick, help! Dick, help! And he's like, ah! <laughs> Poor Never guy. Never thought about that. Yeah. And this one, he's just kind of laying in bed uh-huh. and all of a sudden, Danny's, like, slobbering all over himself and freaking mm-hmm. out. And Danny doesn't really have much of a character presence in The Shining. He's right. just kind of like a weird, quiet kid that shakes and goes no mrs torrance like (laughs) that kid stanley kubrick this is his first acting job yeah and stanley kubrick really wanted to protect him so that kid had no idea this was a horror movie the whole time he thought this was a family drama they even showed him an edited version of the movie that didn't have any horror elements to it so he didn't know until he was 17 and watched the real one that this was a horror movie oh my so he thought it was like a drama like abusive dad family drama about a drunk father that's all he thought. I want to see the edited one. I know, right? <laughs> Release the edited one. <laughs> I would kind of be pissed at my parents, though, what for not telling me. Right? Yeah. Exactly. My mind would be fi- You're this iconic red rum, red rum. Cheers, Johnny. There's so many quotes from this fucking... Come play with us, Danny. You had no fucking clue? Until you're well, 17? What did you think the girls were? I have no idea. I know I that there were it. a bunch of parts where if it was really horror elements, it was a doll. Like... Wendy is carrying him, and they're, like, running away in the snow. That was a dummy, mm-hmm. so that he didn't have to be subge- subjected to it. So Kubrick does have a limit, and it's children. It's children, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock does not, because he'll make him run on a treadmill and fall all over <laughs> yes. themselves. And the fucking birds, fucking man. That's true. the funniest shit I've ever... Fucking true. Anyways, 
Well, at least Stanley Kubrick has fucking <laughs> ethical values. Alfred Hitchcock is like, I don't care as long as I get a good movie. I'm fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she just, like, the mom mode that she gets into. So she runs away. She's being chased because he gets out. Mm-hmm. And so when he gets out, like I said, Dick's on his way. He gets fucking killed. Mm-hmm. He gets a fucking axe like in the chest. Right away, man. He You're walks like, in. He finally gets there. And he's Yay. like, hello. And axe yeah. to the chest. Jack comes around and boom. And so Wendy knows that he's coming because he's actually, he's breaking down the door with the axe. It's a wooden yeah. door. It's not going to stand up to a fucking axe. They actually made two different types of doors. So they, hmm. well, he broke through 60 doors oh to God. do this just to that let was you know. probably fun for like two seconds yeah right so they made they had to make two different types of doors though because the first one that they built was weaker mm-hmm. so that he could break through it they didn't realize that he was a volunteer firefighter oh, oh shit i didn't know so, that either. yeah he can fucking get through a door with an axe that's what they're trained to do yeah. so he just fucking chopped the shit of that down so they were like okay we need a stronger one and the rest of them were way I stronger th- i th- thought that he looked very comfortable with that axe. With doing that? I know. Yeah, yeah, he was very set up with it. I mean, the swings were yeah. insane. The camera action on the swings, too, we're getting more into that, yes. was actually Stanley Kubrick on a handheld, and he was swinging with him. That's cool. To make it really cool like that. Yeah, that is cool. And how terrifying... I mean, I know it's a horror movie, but we've talked about before how these actors, especially ones screaming and running away, really have to get scared. I couldn't imagine the that. The adrenaline. times. Yes. You'd have a fucking heart attack. Also, when at what point do you lose your voice? Because yeah, she's screaming fair. the whole time. Fair. Yeah. And definitely. she just looks exhausted. She did she probably say, is. at least the tears part, she said, because she constantly had to be crying and hysterical. That would hurt. I know that, like, sometimes when I cry, it fucking hurts my she skin. She ended up running out of tears. She I had bet. to... Dehydrated as fuck. After each, like, take, she would go get water. So, rehydrate, but also, like, dunk water on her. So. I fucking bet. And, I mean, how difficult it must be to ride adrenaline for that wrong yeah you know that it's not real but you have to put yourself in a headspace where it is real to get an authentic performance which yeah. she gave i mean going back to talking about Blair witch project she yeah. was on sh- such high adrenaline she had a panic attack in the fucking corner mm-hmm. how is that any different exactly <laughs> exactly and this scene she sends danny down you know, out the window and down a, a snow slope. Mm-hmm. And so he is able to get out of the hotel. And you want to know something really fucking stupid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we already talked about this, but I'm going to, like, expose myself. I was like, why the fuck did you say, here's Johnny? His name is Jack. You didn't know? I know. Okay. So on that comment really quick, <laughs> I'm just going to so you don't have... <laughs> so... That's fucking weird. <laughs> so... Since he lived in England, Stanley Kubrick also didn't understand where that was from. And if anybody, especially millennials, doesn't know where that's from, it's from Johnny Carson. He would come on the show every single night and go, here's Johnny. So Jack Nicholson improvised that because he was from America. Got it. Yeah, I didn't know. Here's Johnny. I never really questioned it. I just like, oh, just he's he crazy. Does. Like, Well, yeah. Jack and John are just, they're the same name. Yeah. So... Right. I just felt stupid is all. But Jack leaves her when he realizes that somebody else is in the hotel, I think, actually. So I dumped the gun a little bit. Yeah. But he gets marked. And Shelly, 
well, Shelley Duvall, but Wendy's able to get out and kind of go look around. And that's when she starts seeing these ghosts actually come to fruition. Yeah, when she's freaking out. And mm-hmm. she's just like, <laughs> the whole time. This poor girl, man. Yeah, Jesus running around, Christ. like, shaking. Mm-hmm. And in an earlier scene, you know, there's this bar that he keeps seeing this ghost waiter in. Mm-hmm. And at some point, he sees this whole ghost fucking party. That's the one where the, it's all cobwebs and shit? No, no, no. Before oh, okay. that. Like, the one where it was very lively. And the only comment I have to make on that is it looked like it was from the 1920s because mm-hmm. I was so obsessed with the outfits and how everybody looked and there was this fucking cigarette holder like a Cruella de Vil one that was like as long as my fucking forearm mm-hmm. and I just loved that whole scene because I think about like what did they tell those extras do they just tell them like this is your costume just talk to each other like you're partying yeah. and drinking and and then he's having to act and like how do you not just like stare at Jack Nicholson <laughs> right like that would be so hard mm-hmm. or just any actor doing their thing especially Definitely. If you know, like, what the script is and stuff, like, you're mm-hmm. like, this is a fucked up movie. Like, yeah. he's doing some fucked up shit right now. Right. I, just, I don't know. That was the only thing. But when she goes through, she sees, on that note, the cobwebs. Yes. Like, it has, like, and shriveled up and died. Bodies. Yes. She is fucking freaking out. This and poor the, girl. This yes. is when the ghosts are starting to fuck with her. Yes. And the blood. This mm-hmm. is when the blood, she sees it coming in. Because, yes. you know, she's running around. She's looking for Danny. Mm-hmm. Danny's running from his deranged father. In the maze. He, he had come back inside for a little bit. And, and then he saw, or at least saw through the shine, Dick Holleran die, which was so sad. Poor, mm-hmm. poor kid. Yeah. He screamed. Yeah. And that's when his dad caught him and mm-hmm. the chase started and they got in the maze and he was so smart to cover his footprints and like jump Such into a smart him. fucking kid dude. dude i wouldn't have thought of it i would have been panicking to way too hard to think that i have thought of that because i've thought of it i don't remember why i watched a movie when i was really 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 young and somebody was found because of their footprints in the sand on the beach mm. i was like how do you fucking oh you know what a fucking was alice in wonderland when it's erasing her footprints and stuff and she can't oh, find her way back i've yeah. always thought about footprints ever since then interesting yeah because i'm like seeing it in my head of them being brushed away and i'm like what is that fucking else in wonderland hmm. interesting so i don't know in the moment though if i would have thought about it i think i would have just been running for my fucking life i think life. i would have just been panicking yeah, yeah. but <laughs> the scariest part when i was a kid so danny and wendy end up leaving on the snowcat they mm-hmm. get out and they survive obviously because mm-hmm. you talk to sleep which I have so, I'm so interested to see if it talks about, and you may know the answer to this, Wendy in Dr. Sleep, his mother, you know, goes into yeah. what happened to her after all this. It does. Good, good. Okay. That's all we have to say. But <laughs> they get away and the biggest jump scare to me was when it just flashed to him fucking frozen the next day. Because mm-hmm. he just, he, I mean, day! And at the end he gets so deranged, he's just like, mm-hmm. and freezes in the maze he never gets out yep so stephen king hated this movie so much that he wanted because it's not true totally to his book right so he wanted another one made which by the way there is a mini series that is true to his book if anyone wants to watch it that he helped get started but the problem was king wanted this made but Kubrick held the rights. He held the copyrights to this movie. So, this is what Stanley Kubrick made Stephen King do. He made him sign a legally binding contract saying that he would never talk poorly about this movie ever again and he could have the rights to make another one. Stephen King fucking did it. 
he desperately wanted to make another one yep. then to be true to his fucking movie. Which is good. I think he was he is involved with Doctor Sleep, if okay. I'm not mistaken. I think he's yeah. been involved in all of his recent I remakes. So. I think it's because of stuff like this. He was yeah. so upset that he didn't have any rights to it. I don't and, think he does that anymore. I mean, at least people love it. It could be worse. It could have been fucking... He, there are some fucking bad ones. Damn straight. That he has been he, involved in. Yes. He doesn't understand why this is scary. He doesn't understand why this movie scares people. And I'm like, how do you not understand? I mean, it's so deep. Like, if you put yourself in the situation of the family, mm-hmm. there's, there are so many elements. And you add in the supernatural stuff and, like... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, maybe it wasn't exactly what you had intended, and I get that's your that's your baby. Like all of his books are like. Well, it's also him. Like yeah. Jack Torrance is Stephen King in yeah. the the alcoholic drug addict Stephen Writer. King. Yeah, it's him. So yeah. I understand why this movie was supposed to be Stephen King's retribution to his family. Of he's supposed to save his family. He's supposed to go not kill these people and go try and save the Overlook Hotel and get blown up by trying to save them, quote-unquote. That's what it's supposed to be about. In the Shining book. In the book. Got it. So the fact that they don't do that in the movie. He t- tries and to he kill his family. Villain, yeah. He would kill his family. It just doesn't happen. That I could see how that's upsetting when yeah, you, for sure. you portray that character as yourself. Absolutely. For sure. I mean... I love this movie, and I honestly love it more as I get older and watch it. Mm-hmm, so definitely. for me, this is a five out of five. Absolutely, I'm honestly surprised you didn't talk more about the music. By the way, but <laughs> well, I just it really struck me during, and even there was specifically a typewriter sound that he made when he slammed it over. That was mm-hmm. so intentionally put in there is sound and there are great uses of quiet and loud but music aside this just has so much substance Mm -hmm. and content like definitely no i totally agree so many elements of the story that are so fun and good to talk about and again when you just talk about kubrick as a master i mean the that goes for everything yeah he wasn't the cinematographer or Mm -hmm. the sound mixer or the composer however Mm -hmm. Everything he had his hands in everything. Yeah, Kubrick. So I mean, really quick before we yeah. move on. Also five out of five. But also, Kubrick. He is just like Steven Spielberg. They are a master of so many crafts. They mm-hmm. both of these directors have chosen to never do the same genre twice. So they have each done a horror movie and they're done. They move on. Kubrick hasn't done any more horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's dramas. It's psychological. It's other things like yeah. that. So it's pretty cool to have such a masterpiece in all these different genres. I mean, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, fucking amazing. Another Jack also Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's a pretty amazing fucking I'm actor. surprised Jack Nicholson worked with him again. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Well, he loved Jack Nicholson. He was always so nice to him. He could get away with anything, so. Yeah, that's true. He had a lot of creative liberties there, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here with us at the beginning of Halloween week. We hope you have a great week if you celebrate Halloween, which it's a horror movie podcast, so I'm assuming you you enjoy Halloween, but maybe not. Give some candy to some kids. Don't be a dipshit with it. Come on. (laughs) Pass it out. Go get it now before it's gone. (laughs) 
but we will see you again tomorrow. But we are very active on all of our social medias. So in the meantime, give us a follow. Facebook and Instagram are at the Extra Sisters Podcast. Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. You can also email us. I'd love to know your Halloween plans. What you got going on this week? If you have any, what are some traditional movies that you watch during Halloween? like at all during October super interested like do you have a lineup I yeah. watch AMC's uh Fear Fest or Fright Fest oh, I don't okay. remember which one it is because they have some good fucking movies mm-hmm. on just like cable so love to hear what you guys do for Halloween and you can also find us on our website at exorcisters.com and tomorrow if you don't follow the rules tonight you won't live to see tomorrow till then stay creepy